Hello everyone, it is January 1st, 2020. Happy New Year. My name is George Cow, and I'm your host for Sake To Me. Today I'd like to talk a little bit about sake and what it is. Many, many moons ago I was the sake educator for the largest importer and distributor of premium Japanese sake in the United States. And uh, part of my job was to basically talk about sake to wine or beverage managers throughout the country and uh, wine distributors, beer distributors that would carry the sakes that we would bring in. And uh, my territory was, you know, basically east of the Mississippi, but um, it also, you know, that large territory let me learn a lot about American food, culture, um, just the different customs we have across the eastern sta- uh, coast, coastal line. And uh, I got to meet a lot of very interesting people. And uh, through my journey, um, you know, my, my main job was to really get people up to speed on sake and what it is, how it's made, and uh, the various styles of sake that are available uh, here in the United States. Um, so in a nutshell, sake is basically uh, made up for main ingredients, rice, water, yeast, and an enzyme or a mold that breaks down uh, complex carbohydrates into sugars. Um, not like wine. Wine has uh, comes from fruit, uh, mostly grapes, which uh, have uh, that sweet, sweet juice that uh, basically you pitch yeast and uh, you're able to ferment. But um, with rice, um, it's a complex carbohydrate that needs to be uh, sacrificed. And uh, then uh, through this miraculous process, that starch is converted into uh, sugars. And then uh, we pitch yeast and water and through the uh, perfect um, fermenting temperatures and conditions, we're able to control uh, the rate in which uh, the mash is fermented. And uh, we get this delicious uh, liquid uh, called sake after the pressing. So um, yeah, it's it's a very unique process. I think this is uh, one of the only uh, uh, brewed beverages in the world that has um, basically uh, a 16 or 17 percent alcohol by volume uh, rating, which is extremely high. Um, and um, you'll notice it has a lot of umami. It's uh, utterly delicious. And uh, depending on the serving temperature, you can have it with uh, a wide variety of foods um fried chicken pizza believe it or not go extremely well with sake um it's not just you know for sushi or japanese kaiseki um you know sake really goes well well with a lot of foods even steaks and uh you know to demystify this is uh part of you know our job as uh industry um people to uh share the love of this uh, libation with uh everyone you know out there um, one thing you should take away is, uh, there's basically two styles of sake. Uh, there's that funny word called junmai, which the characters, uh, spell out pure rice. And then there's another style, um, which, uh, basically it's a honjozo style. Um, a little bit of brewer's alcohol is added. And there's different regulations depending on the, the milling and, um, how much of the brewer's alcohol is added, and uh, you have different uh, tier systems. But uh, in terms of premium sake, which only makes up of 30% of all sake production in Japan, 
Um, 30% is this premium sake, which has, just like in uh, Europe, uh, like in France, you have the uh, AOC, or in Italy, the DOC, DOCG designations. In Japan, you have these strict uh, regulations in making premium sakes. And so uh, you look at the rice polishing ratio, um, and, uh, you know, 50% designation is the highest level uh, stamped. Um, you can go above and beyond that, but um, this really um, becomes a, uh, a very, you know, uh, tricky, maybe branding uh, issue. But uh, after 50%, you're getting a very floral, aromatic style of sake, and that's the Dai Ginjo status. Then you have the next level, the Ginjo, which uh, means uh, it's 60% uh, polished uh, left. So 40% is removed. And um, this is uh, probably uh, the most standard or I, I should say, you know, the sake brewers are the people who are really geeking out in sake tend to look at the Ginjo level to uh, gauge a brewer's uh, strength and uh, their techniques. Um, getting a little too ahead of myself, but uh, understand Ginjo is 60%, and then you have the bare minimum, uh, 70% milling, uh, only 30% is removed from the rice kernel, and that is the, uh, the threshold in being designated a premium uh, sake. Uh, in Japanese, they call it the Tokute Meisho Shu uh, designation, and Again, that premium sake grade is uh, only 30% of all sake produced in Japan. Um, Not to say that the other 70% is terrible. It is not. You know, the the other 70% just falls under futsushu, which means regular sake. And um, there's simply just less tax placed on those sakes. Uh, So uh, brewers, you know, tend to make a lot of futsushu. And uh, it's really drunk, you know, in the certain regions of uh, Japan, um, probably not as uh, prominently um, placed or distributed throughout the country, but you'll find delicious futsushu in different regions of Japan with their local brewers. So, um, you know, there's a lot of information that I'm uh, spitting at you right now, but um, understand there's two styles again. There's Junmai and then there's the non-Junmai style. And then you can take a look at a, a vertical grid of Dai Ginjo, Ginjo, and then the bare minimum, which is um, on the Junmai side, they'll just call it simply Junmai. And then on the uh, brewer's added side, they'll call it a Honjozo. So there you have it. Um, a very easy way to break down sakes um, right from the get-go. Uh, we will get into more detail in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Again, this is George Cow, um, the host for Sake to Me. And I hope you catch us uh, on our next episode very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.